Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sports Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Lembo, and I'm joined by my co-host. Keenan Ramsey. AJ Fratterelli. Bodie Ramsey. All right, we're coming to you with a NBA Finals tied 2-2 between the Celtics and Warriors. Uh, Warriors just took home a win on their way back to uh, Golden State last night, winning 107-97 to in Game 4 after a monstrous performance from Steph Curry. So, um, Mr. Fratterelli, why don't you why don't you give us your take on the first four games? I think I think yours play your take is always a good place to start when it comes to Celtics basketball. Um, I firmly believe that the Warriors cannot beat the Celtics, but I think the Celtics can definitely beat themselves. The Celtics are tied two two when their best players played like shit, and also uh, the X factor in this series has been has proven to be Robert Williams. He's playing on a 50% knee and has still come out here and and given it all he's got in this, basically in the entire playoffs. And he's coming off a torn meniscus. Um, But as shown, he had a great game one and game three. Celtics won both those. And then both in game two and game four, he looked just not his normal self because of his knee. Game four, I can understand because it was the only one day rest while the other games were two games rest. Um, I don't know. That's really it. Like, I just don't. I just don't think the Warriors can beat the Celtics, but the Celtics can definitely beat themselves when they turn the ball over and then just try and play hero ball and not move the ball and just try and like ISO and do and take threes like they used to do, like when Brad Stevens was the coach. So it's just like uh, lack of discipline from the Celtics' point, and then that comes with being a young team going for a championship. No, I think I think that's true. I think they've done a good job of weathering the Warriors' third quarters because the Warriors have still won, I think, every third quarter so far this series, if I'm not mistaken, or almost every third quarter. And, like, the couple games, the two games the Celtics have won, they've kind of, like, weathered that storm, kept mm-hmm. it close, and then in the fourth quarter they've gotten yeah. good offense. And, and in game four it was kind of they weathered the storm, you know, after that big seven-point possession by Steph Curry on the, the, the three with the flagrant foul. That was yeah. game and three. One. That was game three. Yeah. That was game three. That was game, game three. three and then the Warriors. Yeah, so they, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so sorry. Yeah, game three. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what they need to do. Like, the weather that weather that Warriors storm in the third quarter. Because the Warriors just always come out and play outstanding in the third quarter. They're able to do that and then kind of regather themselves and play outstanding basketball in the fourth quarter and, and take home the win. And they almost did that again in game four. They just got a four-point lead late, and then it seemed like the offense just stagnated, like you're talking about, AJ, where guys are, you know, just settling for for tough jumpers instead of getting to the paint and getting to the free throw line and, and finding other guys on the outside after they, they penetrate the defense. So I think, I think you're totally right. I think, you know, defensively, they've done about as well as they could do. I think the game three was probably their – the pick-and-roll defense to me was a little concerning, especially you saw – Horford dropping a lot on and Horford and Williams dropping a lot on those threes. But I think the fourth quarter of game three and almost all of game four, they, the pick and roll coverage was a lot better. I mean, their best bet with the pick and roll coverage is the show and recover, which they did, which, which they've done. Like we, when we were arguing about it in our group, they did not do it. No, I know they weren't do. I know they weren't doing it, but like you guys were blaming it on the coach and I was blaming it on the players. Well, it doesn't. Really I think matter. I was right. 
I, no, I don't think you so. Weren't. <laughs> because because they were dropping, they were dropping the entire first three quarters. Al Horford, Al Horford got pulled. They yeah, but saying, they games. were in there for three games. For three games, they were dropping. They wouldn't have disobeyed the coach for no, three games. No, no, no. Game one, they showed him recovered. No, they didn't. No, they not didn't. in the first quarter. Not in the first quarter. After the first quarter. No, they didn't. That's such they still, They've they, been they they've been dropping like every time. Went back to their other defense. They've been dropping every time, and 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 now they're kind of playing to the level of the screen instead of dropping, which is it's kind of like a show and recover. But they're, they're playing basically show and recover. That's basically what they're playing. They're playing at the level of the screen. And I think now, I but, said that going into the series, that that's how they have to defend it. I just think – I don't think you said that, first of all. Well, Second of all, knew that that's what they I'm pretty do. sure I said that. I don't think you did, but we the, might everyone knew they had games. to do that to defend Steph Curry. There was no secret behind that. Like, but I just – but, like, like, the way Steph was cooking in those pick and rolls, like, to me, you shouldn't – there shouldn't be any draw. Like, it should just been a straight switch to me. Like, be, like especially in no, game three. No, you can't do a straight switch. Horford's shown the ability to at least stay in front of him a little mm, bit. That was one play last game. No. Al, <laughs> I'm Al just Horford saying. Not stay I'm in just front saying. Of, it, it, it's different than okay, from okay, staying but in front of, but, like, Jimmy Butler. If I'm a coach, though, I'd rather have Steph Cur- allow Steph Curry to get into, into the inside of the defense and take tough layups than get wide-open threes off pick and rolls all day. I mean, I agree, but the thing it's, is, which is, which the is, show what was happening. is the most efficient way of us guarding them if we can pull it off correctly. It which they were cuts not off doing. The which they were not doing. Keeps for our the first. primary defenders, guard defenders, on Steph Curry, who can at least somewhat keep up with him yeah. whenever he starts dribbling around. I mean, so. the focus is all on him. So, like, I, sh- I just don't understand. Yeah, the, the the thing I've been most happy about with the Celtics are doing defensively is they're not letting anyone else get going. I mean, outside yeah. of everyone else is a bunch of scrubs. Outside of, of game <laughs> no, two, what? third quarter, Jordan Poole got going for a little bit, and then. Like, Clay Thompson had that one good game in game three. But other than that, they've been pretty much holding everyone else in check and making Steph Curry beat them, which is exactly what you have to do against this Warriors team. Don't sleep on Wiggins. Wiggins has played solid. I'll I'll give him that. He's played great defense, and, and, you know, he's made some plays offensively when they need him to. But at the end of the day, if you're if you're the Celtics, you're fine with Andrew Wiggins having to be the secondary creator on this team, well, basically, right a, now. It's not the fact that he's been a creator that scares me. It scares me more that he's been able to get rebounds over us. One no, I mean, that's he's an athletic guy. That doesn't surprise he's, me. He's an athletic guy. I get it. But we should have better rebounding than them. You can you can say rebounding is an issue, but I'm just saying like like if you're making Wiggins be the next scorer, like literally he's probably been the second best scorer in the series for them. He's definitely is, been the second best player on the Warriors, which is sad, really, because he has like he's played fine, but like if that's your second best player in the NBA Finals, you got problems. Draymond Green, <laughs> man, might as well have disappeared these last couple games. Clown and a half. He's such a clown. <laughs> oh, what, what, I'm curious. What's you guys' take on the the um the fact like the podcast thing? You know, everyone was clowning him after Game Three about. Oh, I know. Is too our worried about podcast, the podcast. Is better. I, I, I just think <laughs> I don't like have a I... problem with his podcast per se, but like it's no, I have a problem with like the way he's like defending himself. I agree. Like I don't know. I, I, I don't have a problem with him doing the podcast at all, but like. Just the way like he's gone about like defending his like actions, and like like the what he's saying, he's making it seem like he has to go out there and just like be like and and like be like the bully in the schoolyard to actually play play well. 
when yeah. like, that's just fully not the case. Like he's like he's I mean age is obviously caught up to him a little bit and he's had a back injury earlier which could be a factor, but like he's like he's a good basketball player, he's a smart defender, he's a great passer, he, he's great at running the Warriors offense. Mm-hmm. And this series he has just shown none of that. I think defensively he's still been relatively solid. I don't but know. Yeah, but, no. but, yeah, oh, hey, actually, no, if you look at the stats, he's been one of the Warriors' worst defenders. Yeah, the only thing he, that like, he's been doing well defensively is ball denial, which doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But outside he plays, of that, he's he plays cooked. well in help. He's been getting cooked one-on-one by Jalen Brown. He's been getting cooked that. one-on-one. But I think I think help-wise, he's still been like solid. But – the thing is, too, like, the thing with the podcast, so I just think if I was a coach, like, I could just imagine, like, like my dad being a coach, and, like, if one of my dad's players was doing a podcast after we lost in, oh my like, God. the most important game of the season, like, how furious I would be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I guess Steve Kerr's okay with it, but I'm just saying, like, if I was I the coach, like I'd the, probably be yeah, furious. Draymond Green has more fouls than points in the series. That is yeah. very true. But also, it's, it's not like – fouls. It's, it's also points. not not like he's a rookie. Like they yeah, obviously all six finals. I know they all have relationships, which is why he's he gets treated the way like he's able to do this. But, which 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 makes me even more confused too. The fact that he's doing like this podcast, you know, like if you're like a veteran, to be like this seems just like so out of the blue for a guy like that. You know what I mean? Like someone who's been well, there. No, done it's that. because well, no, it, it's not out of the blue because he's he's on TNT. That's how he is. He, no, he he's on TNT's like pregame show. So like, yeah. so, so like he obviously wants to do that like once he's done with basketball, like like JJ Redick. So it's not surprising that he's doing it, like the way he's doing it. Like he made one at three a.m. after. The I game. know. Like, yeah, like go to sleep like, and get some like, rest. Like, if bro, I was what? a coach, if I was a coach, I'd be furious about that. Like that would piss me off if I was coach. Yeah, I mean, to add to what AJ was saying earlier about like. It's the way that he's doing the podcast, though, more than it is the podcast itself. Yes. That's fair. I don't like the way that he's just playing the victim card. Yeah. Oh, no, he definitely series. is. He definitely the is. The whole Warriors he... are playing the victim's cards. The oh, Warriors yeah. Are... Bro, like, I get that the Boston Steve Kerr, like... Steve Kerr is pissing me off. Yeah, I mean, I, I get <laughs> he's a that bitch. Boston, though, is, like, a tough crowd to play in front of. Get but used don't to it. act like... Every crowd in the NBA doesn't have its flaws. Bro, oh, yeah. They, bro, Did you see the clip the on Warriors, Bleacher Report? Bro. They have the most work. It, it's because they don't understand, bro. They're the Warriors. They have the most bad way, bat, bandwagon fans in the universe, so they don't have true fans who actually care about the game and the players. AJ, didn't you send that clip in the, in the group chat of uh, Clay a couple years ago when <laughs> LeBron got cussed out after yeah. he, he got yeah. cussed out after one of the finals games like someone called him like i forget what the what he said but like someone, LeBron called, a, so, someone called lebron a pussy ass bitch yeah it was like no, it was nah, like crystal clear you can hear it lebron has a has a big and, problem with the word bitch it's like something about him yeah well, no bro that, that's, anyway that's everyone though like like when they hear bitch they're like oh nah bro egos bro the point, the point of it is Clay, and then Clay, like, like someone asked Clay about that clip, like during this, the see the final series, and he was like, "Well, I guess he's just got his feelings hurt or something." And then, <laughs> and then, and then Lebr- Draymond, Draymond gets cussed out during the. During he didn't game even get cussed game. out, bro. He didn't, bro. That Whatever. was a direct. That was a direct. He definitely got cussed out by the fans. Le- no, 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 no. It was different though. Like it was like a whole chant. 
Okay, but the point this, is LeBron got the fans are being annoyed by one person. Yeah, the fans were being annoying in Boston, and they were cussing at Draymond Green, and then and now Clay's all like, "Oh, you know, so classy, whatever." Like, okay, Clay, like, like, like the, the, don't penalize Boston double standards because because every fan base is like that, bro. Every fan base. It's a double like standard that. with them. Absolutely, it's hundred percent. Like they're completely like they're princesses. They're pussies. I'll they're, be pissed if the it's, Celtics it's lose. like when it happens to the opponents. It's like ah oh, shit, shit happens. Like. It's not a big deal. Like you should man up or something like that. But then when it happens to them, it's like, well, they can't do that. No, no, <laughs> they put completely agree. On this pedestal. No, yeah. Well, they they are kind of like the darlings of the NBA with their, you know. Well, they're they, acting they, like it, and they shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. We should probably get back to talking about more basketball <laughs> than than antics here. But um, you want to talk about basketball? Grant Williams needs to be. On the bench. <laughs> Why? I can't take it. I can't nope. take it. No more games having Grant. Why, why? What's wrong with Grant? What's He's dormant. Grant has not had a good game since game seven at the semifinals. Are you talking about yeah. offensively or defensively? I'm talking about oh. offensively, but mainly, like, like, like kind of all around, but, like, mainly offensively. He's okay, not look, shot the like, ball well at all. No. Well, yeah, but it's Grant Williams, bro. It's just, like, give us you what you're going to give us on plus defense. percent from three this year, AJ. On two attempts. Two attempts, AJ. It's not That's that hard. hard. No. It's not that many attempts. I looked it up. I was curious. But, like, the point is, like, <laughs> like you live with what you get out of Grant Williams. It's Grant Williams offensively. But he's going to give you defense and hustle. Like, I wouldn't complain about his performance this far. And he's going to give you a nice little straight face whenever he gets a foul called on him. Bro. Okay, three attempts per game. And he shot 41%. Yeah, that's good numbers right. for a bench player. That's insanely good numbers. No, it's good, but what I'm saying is, like, you're not expecting him to give you everything in the finals. He's a role no, player. He's not going to have one or two games, is what he's saying. We uh, just I, need I, one I think or two. We've been offense... getting it from Derek White, surprisingly. Oh my God, Derek White! Is I said, so good I at said basketball. that. <laughs> I said, I said he was the X factor. I said when hey, he plays I said, well offensively and with confidence, he's he's the reason that that offense is humming, and he's been said, shooting the ball with confidence. I said Poole is the X factor, and that's been going well. Um, kind I, I of. Called, I, kind called of. Jordan Poole. I did. I called Jordan Poole. He also nah, I mean, hasn't. I, but like, but like, he's been. But in the game, like, like it is kind of true because. When when he's pl- when he's playing poorly offensively or not like at a really good level, he's pretty much off the floor because he's so bad yeah. defensively. And then when he's playing good, that's a dub. No, for sure. But like 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 the two games that the Celtics have won, that's that's been like that's what I'm saying. That's his key is is make Steph Curry do everything, which is what the yeah. Celtics have been doing a good job of. Because if if Poole isn't playing that well, then he's probably gonna sit the bench, which means there's fewer offensive weapons in the game and it's all on Curry to create. And, you know, you're going to have a game or two where, like last night where he's going to go off and he can do that and win games like that, but it's not going to work out over over the course of a yeah, series. I and, agree. And even last night, I think he played outstanding, but to me the Celtics let that one get away with their poor offensive decision-making down the stretch after they took that four-point lead. So, I mean, there's no, backs to the Celtics. The Celtics have not – Celtics are 13-2 and two when – when less than 16 turnovers and when you have more, they're Owen, what is it now? Six or seven? Something yeah, like I mean, that. No, it's, it's relatively simple for them. Their defense has been pretty consistently good this whole series. And it's just a matter mm-hmm. of whether they can execute offensively down the stretch. And 
I Brown and Tatum have not played their best basketball, I don't think. And I don't think the Celtics have played their best basketball. No, Tatum, I agree. But, but like but I think Tatum last could night, just give us some of what he did against Milwaukee. Some of it. Then no, it no, I agree. Be, Tatum was majestic it, against Milwaukee. If, it would if be if very you helpful. Any of us, any of that to us, I think the Celtics would be up three one right now and be cruising to a finals victory. But I wouldn't put I wouldn't put that all on Tatum. But I will also say like like he, he didn't get enough shot attempts after they took that four point. He took one shot after they got that four point lead. And whether hides, well, yeah, I'm he saying. does hide. What, what whatever the issue is, if it's either on Tatum, whoever it's on, I don't care who the who whose fault he was it is. Playing he like didn't shit. get enough shots. He was playing like but, shit, so he didn't want to take the shots. Yeah, I, that's not my point. It, I don't care whose fault it is that he didn't get the shots up. The point is he's got to get the shots. Up. He like, wasn't going to make that, them. That has to. Why. Well, he's like, considered like, a but superstar. Like, but it's like you said. It's like you said about that Jimmy Butler shot in Game Seven. He's the best player. He has to take the shots. That's how it works. That's that's just good. Well, here's, here's what I'll say in regards to that. Even if Jason Tatum didn't take the shots down the stretch, he got the open shots down the stretch for the other players in the team, and they missed those shots. Horford oh, shots and smart like, shots down the stretch. Those were created by Jason Tatum. It doesn't matter though if you're the job of facilitating. He's been a great facilitator, but when you're considered like a superstar, like he okay, is, like, but where do you draw the line between being a great facilitator and getting the best shot for your team? Well, he's being, or like, or like from being the superstar and getting the best shot for your team. That's well, well I, I think he, he, like, he does a good job of getting open looks for other guys. But to me, the issue with those looks is you don't need to be chucking threes like that when you're up by four. Like, you just need to get to the free throw line. You need to get into the teeth of the defense and get a high percentage look or get to the free throw line. And he's the best guy on that team at doing it. Yeah, and especially he when you can get – He just didn't have the ball in his hands enough down the stretch to do that. So you're, saying, then, so you're saying that you wouldn't take open shots down the stretch? Those weren't open NBA shots, finals? though. Those they were really a that, couple of them. They were not. The, the last six shots they took – the last six shots they took, I'll read them off to you, were one of them was a pull-up by Marcus Smart. One was a three by Al Horford, and the other two were like – Horford was open when he took that shot. One of Smart's shots down the stretch was also open. Both of them were created by Jason Tatum, if I remember correctly. I, I mean, want, we're, I we're not when, were down, when they were down 97 94 and Marcus Smart bricked a three, he was open. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from, from Tatum's facilitating. It's just when, like, this is obviously going to be what people talk about because it's just to the expectation, especially when it's in the finals. Well, also going back to him getting to the free throw line, him he Mark Jackson says this all the time, and I totally agree with him. He's not attacking the basket with force. He's not looking to finish. He's looking to get fouled. Does he get fouled and, every and play? That's his yeah. Like he needs, bro. He needs to put his shoulder into the chest of the defender and finish over them. Bro, no, I agree. To... You should you should always be looking to score, but at the same time, if you go to the cup, you're probably like you're gonna get fouled sometimes. Like. Well, you, you just mean, the NBA Finals. You got to look to score, and if you get fouled, this. you get fouled. Yeah, so this he, man. He's, he's looking for the foul. He's playing he's, worse because of it, like a lot worse. Bro. He's not playing aggressive offensively. He's he's playing. He's passive. That's why he's being such a. He's being a better facilitator than he normally is because he's being he's being passive. He's looking to pass. Yeah. When he's in the post with a small defender, he's just waiting for the double team instead of just attacking. Yeah. Second. Whenever defense. whenever he's Steph waiting for switches the on him. He should be. He should be at the rim. Yeah, that's that's the other that's the other thing I want to talk about too is 
like I think it, it, I didn't see it as much in Game Four, but in Games Two and Three, the Celtics were just giving or the Warriors were just giving the switch. Whether they were just giving cool, Steph on Tatum. Whether it was Steph, whoever was, whether it was yeah, they did. And I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if they're going to give you that switch, you have to go at it as soon as you get the ball. Like you, have the to second attack. you get it, because then they're going to double you. And then once you get doubled, then you pass out. You can't wait exactly. for that double team. No. You just do nothing with the ball for four seconds. Hundred percent agree. If if you're if they're going to play guys like Bielitsa and Poole, then you have to make it hell for them. You have to make it. You have to make it impossible for those guys to be on the floor. And Even you have to make Curry Steph and Thompson, a you have to take advantage of that. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially Steph. Like like he's get because Steph is going to be on the floor forty eight minutes. So you you can take yeah. advantage of that whenever you get that switch. And Tatum Tatum's like half a foot taller than him. Like, and and like I, I listened to the Pound the Rock podcast on on the score was talking about this kind of like the Celtics almost like didn't expect them to switch it and they just like don't know how to react kind of like when they get these switches like they just have yeah, to they go prepared and it's yeah. crazy to me because they were being given the easy route <laughs> exactly it's 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 kind of crazy and it's kind of crazy that they haven't. They love to make it harder on themselves. It's whack. I, like, I, well, I mean, but at the same time, though, like, they haven't really gotten burned on those switches yet. So if I were them, I'd keep doing it until you get burned, and then you figure out something else. But, yeah, but I mean. You look at, the, like, a guy like Jason Tatum, a guy who preaches, like, the mama mentality and how much of this, wow. much of Kobe's idol how do you play that scared sometimes? He's a cringe to bro. take it. Bro, he's, it's so whack. When you preach that, like, he plays nothing. I hate the Kobe comparisons with Tatum because he's downright scared sometimes. Yes, he's a facilitator, but that is not what Kobe was like. Kobe was anything but. Like, I'm okay with him being a facilitator, unlike you guys are clearly... Sometimes. No, I'm not. I'm not we're not saying it. that. We're I'm just saying. saying we're, well, like, I mean, like at the end of games, I'm okay with no, him doing I'm not that if you're it. getting a better I'm shot. I'm not against it. But when he's driving to the basket, he was like 8 of 23. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, when like, he's driving like, when to the basket there. and he's just like falling down and like fading away from the basket, like that just does you no good. In game, in, in game three, he did, a, he did um, like half the time, he did a pretty good job of attacking with force. And finishing as he did in the fourth quarter, he had eight fourth quarter points in game three. Um, and then, it, like in the, uh, I'm gonna bring it back to the regular season when he dropped 54 against the Nets. Uh, there's you can you watch those highlights of that game, watch all of his buckets. Oh my gosh, he attacks, he's putting his chest into, into every defender and not caring who is in front of him. He sees Steph Curry, and now in the finals, he sees Steph Curry in front of him, and he's like, oh, like. Well, like I, I gotta pass it. Like I can't finish. It's it's because I swear it's because he's just scared that he's gonna he's like gonna be criticized for missing shots in the big moment, and he'd rather put that pressure on. I don't think it's that, though, it's, No, it's not the rest scared, of the playoffs. He took to... those. I, I don't think I don't think we need to debate the reason on it. Like we, we're never gonna we're not <laughs> we're not gonna know the reason of why we need Tatum on this podcast, it. bro. Like like. But the point is, we need to bring a guest on here. The soon. point is, he needs to play better down the stretch. And I think he needs to have the ball in his hands every possession down the stretch. Whether he's creating for others or he's getting his own shot, he needs to be the focal point in crunch time when you need a basket. I That's agree. I mean, I mean, you also got to look at this though. Like they, like the Celtics are a deep team, so it's it's different from like the Warriors or the Heat. No, I agree. But you still want your best player with the ball in his hands, your best offensive player with the ball, in his hands, especially when he's been playmaking at an elite level like we've talked about. Yeah. Then there's really no reason for him to not have the ball in his hands. Agreed.
Agreed. I like yeah. that, I guess. So I think yeah. we're all kind of on the same page that the Celtics really just need to put it together offensively, and they're just fine in the series. The Celtics should, in theory, win this series, but they're they're doing their thing and that they've done throughout this playoffs. And in theory, harder on themselves. In theory, this series should should have been should be over, over already. I agree. Yeah. Should have been over Monday, but. We'll probably have to wait a whole nother week because you already know the Celtics are going to win Game Five, then lose it at home. Never win two in a row. Home court, they're going to lose it and have to go on the road for a Game Seven in the NBA Finals and lose. I th- I think <laughs> break I think my game, heart and crush it. Game Five is definitely the most the, the most pivotal game of the series for sure. I think I agree. Back. I thought I thought Game Three was the most pivotal game, but now it's definitely Game Five. Oh yeah, it's I like. After game no, I thought, three, I I thought the series was over. No, I thought so too. After like like once the Celtics survived that third quarter push, especially like when I saw that seven point play happen, I was like, okay, there's no way the Celtics win this game. This is going to be classic Warriors <laughs> destroying the third quarter, just take over and cruise the rest of the way. And then they survived that run, got the lead back, locked in on defense in the fourth quarter, only allowed eleven points. We're we're making shots on offense and hustling. That was some of the best hustle plays. Like that, the end of that third game, mm-hmm. all the, the hustle, all the dog. Game three was really it. hype. That was so amped. That was a fun three. game to watch. Really fun game to watch. Um, no, I thought I was like, I was like, yeah, like this is. I thought those were classic Warriors, and the Celtics flipped the switch and kind of. That, I thought that was a big momentum swing, but yeah. No, I think go I think, back to AJ's big point about Robert Williams. A lot of those hustle plays were made around his. Effort on rebounds and stuff like that, as well for the Celtics to win, as well as Grant Williams. Don't 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 discredit Grant Williams. (laughs) I'm discrediting him. He's a fucking bum. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing. You're always so up and down in your players. Like no, I said this at the start of this. I said this on the last episode. I'm just saying. I said Grant Williams played like a bum in the Eastern Conference Finals. You're you're expecting the trend. You're expecting too much out of role players. Like Sorry, the fact that Grant Williams three points from Grant Williams. The fact that Grant Williams gave you that game seven performance against the Bucks and got you. I'm not saying I expect finals. that, AJ. I'm telling no, you, no, 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 but you're not listening to me, AJ. That but the point is, the fact that he gave you that performance at all, you should just be thankful for that. And anything else he gives you, as long as he's giving you good defense and hustling on offense, what? you can't That's ask anything real. more. That's, That's BS. That's not true. But like, like, like the thing That's is, the you can ask bullshit. him to make his heard. open threes, no. open wide open threes. Yes, yeah, like so he make it a couple threes. Twelve from three, bro. He went seven of eighteen. Okay, but like the thing is, the, the point of the playoffs is role players. They get worse and worse as the playoffs go on because they're role players. They don't end up playing super well in the big moments. Like that's just kind of how it goes. It's like he's kind of like PJ Tucker when you like offensively, like you just get what you get from him. But as long as he's playing good defense, he's worth being out on the floor. And, and I just think you're expecting a little too much of. Yeah, sure. Should he can he be shooting a little bit better in the series? Fine. But at the end of the day, like that's not his. That's not the point of him being out there. The point of him being out there is to give you good defense, and he's gonna hustle and give you everything he's got on offense. And if whether he's making shots or not, who knows? But he got you. He helped get you to this point, and he's giving you everything he's got right now. And he's a key piece defensively. I don't think you should be blaming him that much. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying he needs to play a little better. But, like, but to me, like, him hitting one or two more threes isn't going to be the difference. Like, the difference is going to be – I think that could very much be the difference. Whether this team – I think that could very much be the difference. Over the next two games, I think the Celtics <laughs> – like, 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 if they play better, if they, if they play lower their turnovers, 
and play the offense they played in the in the fourth quarter of game one and game two or game three, excuse me. Like like whatever Grant Williams brings you, if he brings you a little more great. If he doesn't, I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's something that's easy to overcome. Like did, that's I think you're just asking too much of Grant Williams. I mean, I don't know if, if I think if you look No, I'm at... just asking him to step up a little bit when the stars are not playing to their full potential. But that's the point. Like the point of the finals is that your stars are supposed to be the guys that get you over the hump. You shouldn't have to rely on role players at this point. It should be your stars get you open looks and and carry the load offensively. Well, that's the thing is they have gotten them open looks still, even if they haven't been playing well offensively. The open looks have been there. Grant's just not missed made them. Look, if if you look at every game except for that game two blowout. Every game was decided by just a couple of big shots, really. Every I'm game saying, was a few big shots away from being the other team's win. No, they've Every all been time. close games, but like yes, but that's what we're Grant saying. Grant Williams' is that we performance just need that input from some, one other player in those games could be swung our way. Derek White has been beyond amazing, beyond what we could have expected from him throughout the I mean, series. But 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 that's like, different. We, like Derek White, Derek White in San Antonio was actually a really solid all around offensive player. He just looked pretty bad in a couple series early on in this playoffs. But like I know, like but, what, what he's doing isn't crazy. Like like Grant Williams, like yeah, he's gonna shoot like like in the playoffs. The fact that he's shooting a little bit worse from three, like that makes sense. Like he's probably not gonna hit a lot of threes in the playoffs. Like just not like who he is. Like I like don't know. yeah, is it like? These are the same shots he's seen from the regular season. It isn't a matter of better that's defense having been played by these teams. It's the same shots. He's just missing them. But but the the regular like the postseason weeds out your role players and and really shows who has the better team at its core. And I think I I just think whatever he gives you offensively, he gives you, and you just kind of live with it. Like you you shouldn't you shouldn't be expecting a lot from him in in the finals. That's my point. I don't know. I think that we've gotten this far because Grant Williams has played as well as he has in those first two series. I agree. I just, I just don't think like, like expecting him to do do that much in the finals. I, I like. It'd be nice if he was shooting a little bit better from three, but All other than that, I don't think you can ask game. him to do much more. All I ask from him is one good shooting night, and that will to put us maybe next game to just to put us in the driver's seat here. I think Bodie's asking a little more from Grant Williams than I'm asking for. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just. I just want two threes, two for two, or two of three, something like that from him. But, but at the just same one time, of those like, like, like let's say, let's say Grant Williams, like, like they could have easily won Game Four without Grant Williams doing anything differently. Could have easily won Game Four, and you'd yeah. be up three, and you'd be and, up three one. You'd and they three, won. That's, that's they won point. without Grant Williams playing well. I just don't understand this argument. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think him playing that well is super important. Him playing well offensively is super well, important. I just to want they to win get the game him on the court a little bit more, like we hit at the end, uh, the start of the playoffs. If Man, he, he only played that. 12 minutes last night. Yeah, he hasn't been playing. And yeah, it's because but... of the offensive minutes, not because of the defensive minutes. Well, well, he gets in there and fucking hacks, bro. He's in there for 12 minutes last night, four fouls. That's true. The, the, the other thing I'll say is, I think, I think. One of the best lineups Celtics rolled out has been Smart, White, Brown, Tatum, Horford. I've loved that lineup when it's been out there. I think it has been a great lineup. Yeah. Like I think I think there's so much versatility defensively in that lineup, and I think offensively you have a lot of shooting, 
and a lot of good ball movement with that with that lineup. But I think they should use that a little more. I, I want to clarify. I'm not asking Grant to be a star. I'm just asking for that one more versatile lineup to be in play. That's fair. Yeah, and it, well, I mean that also relies on him not having four fouls, like AJ mentioned. Yes, <laughs> that is that is part of it. And playing it well, also relies a little bit on him at least showing that he can be somewhat of a threat from the three point line, which That's he fair. did show throughout the rest of the season. That's fair. All right, so what's our what's our predictions for the next for for the rest of the series? AJ, what do you got? Celtics and six. I'm going to stick by Celtics in six as well. I'm sticking to mine with Celtics in seven. I would probably say Celtics in seven. Mm. Oh, how how the turntables. I still think think... it's very possible. Yeah, that's I think think it's very possible for Golden State to win the series. I think we're all on board with the fact that if the Celtics lose a series, it's going to be – because they yeah. yes, predominantly because they lose and not because the Warriors. The Warriors, bro. The Warriors, bro. I don't even know how. The, well, I mean, all the credit goes to Steph. That's yeah, true. It, it, Steph it, it all goes to even. Steph, but the Warriors are are recipients of a of a weak West this year. Here's oh, for sure. The Steph, for sure. The like Steph like this team. this team should not be a finals team. But but to me, the East wasn't wasn't anything special this year either. In in, the, in terms of the playoffs, in terms of the playoffs, it's better in the think. West though. It was better than the West, but like to me, that's still it was still a, wasn't that difficult to the path. I mean, like obviously the Bucks were the, the Celtics, second bro, most competitive. If the Celtics win, the Celtics, bro, this is going to be one of the most memorable playoff runs ever. That's one of the was, hardest. It was memorable, but never had. But at what the happened same time, to the like, Heat like, being the, the worst one seed of all time? Yeah, like 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 this this set of playoff teams wasn't anything like insane. It wasn't anything like. The previous, the West in the previous couple of years, like it, it still wasn't an outstanding play, no, especially unlike... especially playing a Bucks team without Middleton. I think it was that's still a not good a Bucks team. team. And the Celtics, the, the Celtics are about to go through Kevin Durant and Kyrie, who you guys think are contenders. <laughs> the Bucks and with Giannis, and then Jimmy Butler, and then Steph Curry. Come on, man! Yeah, they're I mean, big names. They're big names, but they're it's a great run. Flawed. Every team there, you just listed. Yeah, but you could you could say that about every finals team. So I'll go. You say that about every team ever. Yeah, I think the Warriors with Kevin Durant. I think that through and through, looking at this finals run, if the Celtics do pull it out, which is not done yet, (laughs) but if they if the Celtics do pull it out, that through and through, this is one of the most balanced finals runs ever, as far as good teams go. That's fair, but I, I will also say this will be the most impressive championship in NBA history. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, not. this is true. Hakeem, Hakeem went through like Hakeem went through like Shaq and oh my god, bro, what? Celtics are the eleven seed in the East. Dirk made it all the way to the two seed. Dirk in two thousand eleven, bro, and then went through five different Hall of Famers to win the finals. <laughs> oh That's legendary. God. Oh my god. That's legendary. This shit. was like you could argue that these four teams have been like the worst final four remaining in like the last like five years, probably. Yeah, the fact like, that these, the such the BS. like these teams were just not that good. Like these teams would have easily got beat. The last four teams remaining this year would have easily got beat by either final team last year. Easily. 
Suns or Bucks would have last year. Bro, like, both, the, those the teams, Mavericks, both those the teams would have ran a rush shot. The, the Mavericks would have ran rush shot. Or, I mean, not the Mavericks, excuse me. The Suns, last year's Suns or Bucks would have ran rush shot over any the Maver- of the The Suns were literally the same team this year, and they got killed yeah, by but them. They were better, but they were better last year. I think the Suns year. are a fair comparison in this case. I think the Suns still would have gotten run over. Not with Chris Paul playing the way he was last year. Last year's finals? Last year's finals, he was playing really well. He wasn't playing like the last year's he was finals. Like this year, were so injury lucky for each team. Yeah, both teams got their riding on injuries. The, dude, the Bucks would have destroyed any team remaining. I'm telling you, the, that Bucks team would have destroyed any team. They would have lost if Kyrie didn't get injured. Yeah, what? The Bucks would have lost to the Nets. Yeah. But they still would beat any of the final four teams remaining if this year. If big toe was like an inch shorter, then they would have lost. Fine. Even if they had one, I'd still pick the Bucks. Last year's Bucks would have beaten any of the final four teams remaining this year. That's, That's my take. Day. I, mean, I think I, I don't, oh. I don't think I, don't, I think they would have won it this year if Milton had wouldn't been hurt. Cat. Also, a hot take. <laughs> it's the Celtics here to win it. <laughs> Bro, if the Celtics lose in Game Seven, we're never doing another podcast again. <laughs> Well, you won't be seeing AJ on it ever again. As <laughs> fall off the planet of Earth. AJ, that is such cap. What the Bucks would be any Bucks last year's Bucks would be any team. No, no. What did you say that this year's Final Four is like the worst it, it's in the last five it years? It wasn't a good. That's Final such Four. bullshit. It wasn't a good one. It wasn't a good one. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, but there have not been. It wasn't bro, the worst though, bro? The Atlanta Fine. Hawks were one last year. What? They were playing outstanding in the playoffs, though, dude. That team ain't good, bro. That's a fluke of a so year. So you're going to act like the Celtics have been playing in the To be fair, yeah, the Hawks like, are around the Mavs level this year. Like, they're it's better, just, than, they're better than the Mavs. Better than the Mavs last year. Or this year. I, I think they're a better team. They took bro, the Mavs they shouldn't have been a Final Four team this year, bro. And they how were. Many, how, many, how many games did the Bucks beat the, the Hawks in last year? Like, six? Was it six, I feel like? Five. I think. I think it was six. It was, like, like, like at least six. they were competitive. Like, the Mavs weren't even competitive. And this Warriors team, like we said, isn't really that good. And they still can't even compete with them. The bubble year, those Final Four teams sucked. Yeah, Lakers, Nuggets, and then Heat, Celtics. That Celtics team was ass. That Nuggets team wasn't that good. Actually, wait, no. Actually, that, that no, the, the, the Nuggets team was pretty good. Jamal Murray was pooping, With the bubble, bro. Jamal Murray. Bro, and, Jamal, and Michael and, Porter Jr. was healthy. Bubble. Bubble MPJ was pretty cool too. Yeah, again, the Trailblazers were one. Okay, like, that, yeah, Trailblazers, Warriors, and then Raptors, Sixers. Or no, that, that was those were both way, but those are all way better in my opinion. Bucks, it was you know, Bucks, not Sixers. It was the Cavs, Celtics, and Warriors, Rockets. Oh, those teams were nasty, bro. Yeah, those Rockets bad. teams were insane. That That's what I'm team saying. Like, wild. like, like to me, like, like that Rockets team would have beat any of these teams. That was probably. in the age of like, oh, for sure, and stuff. That's like, the, like super but teams. that's my point. Like, that's my point. Like, like the Rockets team. They, we are in a brief Rockets team. Time. We are in a brief time between super teams. That is true. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, the, but that the includes past... last year, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah and, until the Clippers are healthy next year. Yeah, until the Clippers are healthy and. <laughs> I'm curious to see how the Nuggets can be if they can get healthy. Speaking of next year's West, why don't, why don't we pivot a little bit here to some other uh, big news that came down in the last week or so? Uh, Quinn Snyder. Before Quinn, on topics, go Celtics. Quinn Snyder stepped oh, no. down as head coach of the Jazz after, I believe, eight seasons. Um, and many middling playoff team 
losses. Um, so now it seems like the, the Jazz are somewhat of a crossroads this offseason. So why don't we each go around and give our prediction of, of what, what do we think happens this offseason? Bodie, what do you think? With the, with well, the I Jazz. think the Jazz are off the planet. They're not going to be a contender. I think well, like, they, like, what do you what do you think? Like, like, do you, like, do you think Gobert gets traded? Do you think Mitchell gets traded? Do you think like what? What do you think? Happens? I think if one gets traded, the other is leaving anyways. Why would you want to stay? I hundred percent disagree. I think I think if Rudy Gobert gets traded, Donovan Mitchell tries would to bring stay. someone to Utah. Yeah, is no one's going to get Utah, anyone, though. Like, Who's going to Utah? Give him one year when he doesn't get anyone, and see what happens. I, this is this is my. I problem. think Donovan Mitchell could carry that team to the playoffs. No, he could carry dude, them to yeah. be like an eight seed at best. This is this is the issue with with the Jazz. If you trade Gobert and you keep Mitchell, that will be the worst defensive team in the league by <laughs> miles next year. That yeah, will, I know that it, team it will be even matter in the regular season, bro. They won't make it to the postseason if they if they're that bad defensively. They won't. They the just won't. Like, it's completely yeah. like with, with like, Katie and Kyrie, bro. Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Do, you've Donovan Mitchell and thirty-five-year-old Mike Conley. You're gonna tell me that duo is good enough offensively to overcome Don't the worst defense? Don't forget about Donovich. <laughs> that's He's my point. Out like, for two or three months. This, this is the thing. The way the He's way this Jazz roster, the way this Jazz roster is constructed. Gobert. The reason Gobert is so good defensively and his stats are so good is because he has to do everything. Because everyone else on that team is a traffic cone on the perimeter. So if you trade Gobert, the defense will plummet and the team will suck anyway. Yeah, so, I don't see why Mitchell would ever want to stay there without Gobert. No, I think and, – and he already came out and said some weird something about how Quinn Snyder stepped down. He's like unnerved or uncomfortable, whatever. He I, doesn't I want to be there. He doesn't like the management. No. I, think, I, think, I think he requests a trade this offseason, and then I think you just blow up the roster. Okay, but, but, but the real question is where – where he goes. Yeah. That is an interesting I saw, question. I saw rumors about big markets like, like the Knicks or the Heat or Ton of Mitchell with the Knicks. That would be I think I think to me the most logical place is the Heat because I think like you That would could, be so dirty. You could put together a decent package around like Hero and Duncan Robinson and some picks maybe. But the Knicks to me doesn't make a lot of sense because that roster is still very far away from contending, in my opinion, and they have a lot of bad contracts. In my opinion, the most logical destination is probably the Heat for Donovan Mitchell because I think they can put together a solid package with, with Hero and Robinson, maybe some picks. The Knicks maybe, but I still think that roster is pretty. I don't far see the Heat contending. doing that. You don't? I mean, I think I think after the Heat this love Tyler Hero. They yeah. do, but, but Mitchell's just, Mitchell's just like hero on steroids, bro. And they, they, they. I think they'll finally understand after this year they need that yeah. second offensive. Especially weapon. how poorly their offense played down the stretch of that Eastern Conference Finals. I think they'll realize. Well, I just want them to go for Bradley Beal so bad. Well, who knows what Beal wants to do? Because it always seems like he's going to request actually. a trade, but he never does. I don't know. I know he never wants to get traded at a. I know he. I think he wants to stay. It's just so weird. I don't understand. That. I think he, I think he genuinely does want to stay, but like, yeah. like at DC. some point you just can't. Yeah. At no, some he, point he, the people around you are gonna take things in their own hands. Well the thing is like like yeah, it's just like there are the chances to like put together a, a competing roster around him and they just cannot do it whatsoever. Yeah, well here's like, a question for you. Here's the thing for you guys. 
I think I know which team that uh, it's unlikely, but I think I know which team he's the number one on his list. If he would really leave, you're gonna say the Celtics. Yeah, bro, they, Bradley Beal. He like, as much suck. as he as much as he loves Tatum, he would not want to go to the Celtics. No, he no. But they both said that they want to play with each other. That's not true. The Celtic Brad Stevens would never do that. The Celtics don't have the pieces to trade. I mean, maybe they don't even have the money. And there's, there's no, no we just reason for them to trade for him. There's you, no reason to so trade for him. They don't. They don't have the assets, and they, they don't, don't have, have the assets. They, they and there's the no contracts. Point. No. Yeah. What is what is the only one basketball to share between? I think. Three. I think the most likely teams to make a play for a guy like Mitchell or Beal this offseason to me would probably be. The Heat, Knicks, maybe the Mavs, I think would, you could throw in there. I don't know if the Mavs could put together a package that's good enough for any of those guys, but that would be a team that would be Would Donovan Mitchell in actually the work well with Luka, though? Bro. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Bradley like, Beal. The Mavs, the, Mavs are a team that are, the Mavs are a team that are desperate to get another superstar. Would Bradley, Bradley Beal and Donovan Mitchell wouldn't even work well? Bradley no, Beal no. would work so well with the Heat or the, or the Mavs. He's... Such he 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 grew up as a second option. He's a very selfless he'd be player. A first yeah. option the heat. That's well. He'd be the yeah. Off, well, off he would be averaging the most he points. He'd be the leader of the team, but he'd be first option. Yeah, yeah. He'd, yeah. Be, he'd be the lead scorer. He might not be the lead ball handler, but he'd be the lead scorer. That's what I'll say. Well, the thing is that Bradley Beal showed the season that he actually is a very high level ball handler. For no, he is, but, well. but, but but Butler would be the guy. Orchestrating the offense, in he would, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's still his team. He's still running the still offense, six or seven assists. Oh no, no, for sure, hundred percent. No, he could still handle the ball a lot. But I just think I think Butler's going to be orchestrating the offense. He's that's like the de facto point guard almost on that team. Yeah, but so anyway, point is Mitchell is. We all think Mitchell's likely on the move, right? Both Mitchell and Gobert. I think both of them are gone. I think I, think I, don't, so think, I, I don't think they are. Like I think one of them is I think one of them is gone. I don't think I don't think it will all happen this offseason. I I just think I just think if one of them leaves, there's no point in keeping the other. And I think the first one is. I think the first one to leave is going to be Mitchell. I think I think yeah, I think he requests a trade, and once you trade him, there's no point in having Gobert in the roster. I don't know. I I, I kind of think that a Gobert trade might go through before Mitchell requests his trade. To be honest, that's fair. Traded together. Because I think that that's Gobert. So I think I, I've seen a lot of stuff. I think the Bulls. We're interested. In the Gobert. Bulls are interested. I, I think. Oh, I think the Hornets. The Hornets oh are another God. destination for Gobert. We talk about Zach Levine. I'm gonna be pissed if the if the Bulls do not run. Dude, the only that. reason that Donovan Mitchell would there's not rumors have that to Zach go Levine's on the market. Yeah, no, he's a free agent. Zach Levine could be. I'm gonna be pissed if they trade. if the Bulls do not run it back because that team is good. Well, it won't be the Bulls' fault if Levine leaves. They're willing to pay him. I think he's he's gonna test the market though. That team that team is good. That Bulls team. It is well. It, it's good, but it has one huge flaw in it that'll get exposed in the playoffs. That's, ball. No, it's the fact that their interior defense is non-existent because they have Vucevic at center. Which <laughs> that's why I'm saying that they won't go there. The Nuggets. The that's, Nuggets that's a good point. The same thing. Yeah, but but they don't. But they have an MVP. They don't. The, the Bulls Yoke don't have an MVP. Actually, was not that bad a defender last yeah. year. The Bulls have, have Alex Caruso. Spreading that narrative. <laughs> yeah, the, the, Jokic is like. One of these a top three player in the league. You can live with that, but but Vucevic is whatever. Top three, fine. He's a back to back MVP. Whatever you want to say, he's an elite player. There you go. 
Yeah. I mean, um, any other moves that you guys think are possible for Gobert that you've heard? I think the Hornets Mavericks would be a good a destination. Good Mavericks and Hornets, I heard. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the Mavericks. I don't know. I don't. I still don't know if that's the one star I would tether to Luca. No, I mean a lob threat would be nice for Luca. That would be. That would. That be, would that be dirty. Would be, that, like and, a, and a lob threat. That really pick and roll would be crazy. Ego bear is the thing. Do you have to have a guy that's going to be paid a max, pretty much? Well, he's already on a max. That contract well, is insane. It's like super max, I think. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think it is a super max. I mean, like my question is, you don't need to spend a super max to get <laughs> Luca his lob threat, even if he would be an elite defensive player for the Mavs. The, the thing is, he he would fit really well there because they they can space out around him. The lob threat would be there, and defensively, that team would lock. Would think work. about. Think think about like Bullock, Finney Smith, Kleba defending on the perimeter, oh, would and then and then go bear with, with on the interior. Like that defense would be insane. It would work, but I still think they need a second offensive option. They might, they they still well. I mean, you I, you could talk me into Jalen Brunson being enough of an offensive punch to pair maybe, with Luka. But that's maybe. a second option on a really good playoff team with, with the defense being that if good. He, if, if he Bears gets better. There, I'm kind of talking young. myself into this. He's yeah. still young. I, I'm I'm kind of talking myself into this. <laughs> Limbo's on the train. The I'm on the train. Go bear to the Mavs. I'm on the train. I'm there you go. That's because you're agree. a Luka lover. I am a Luka lover. But Who's not also, a Luka lover? I also think that's that's a great <laughs> roster building move. Hater. In there. But it also, like, also in the Hornets, though. Think about that Hornets team would be really good. Lobello and, and Gobert running. The Hornets team is never good. I just, they're always a playing team. They're fun oh, yeah. to watch. They're Good fun to watch when they play well. MJ is not a good owner. <laughs> bro, my... bro, Bridges on his Instagram story, that was so funny. Oh. <laughs> he, like, posted a picture of him just drinking lean. And a blunt. Eat a blunt in his hand. Like, you gotta be wild. And he said yeah. it was, like, he said it was, like, pink very Miles Bridges esque right there, bro. That is, he's a rapper um, at heart. Speak, speaking of the Hornets, they also hired Kenny Atkinson re- recently as their uh, their new head coach. I think I kind of like that for them, honestly. I thought we got into this conversation about coaching. Yeah, so first talk about Quinn Snyder, and then that devolved <laughs> to what we went mad on Mitchell. And <laughs> yeah, there. okay, but now let's get back to the coaching the coaching uh, realm here. So Kenny Atkinson, new coach of the Hornets. I kind of like that. I think he's really good. He's been really good developmentally. Like in, in Brooklyn, you know, with uh, guys like D'Angelo, Russell, Levert, Joe Harris, Dinwiddie, all those kind of guys. I think he'll be good for this young group of Hornets players. Um, and then another coaching change, uh, the Lakers brought in Darvin Ham off the Bucks staff to be their new head coach. And I, I've liked his comments. I like his uh, yeah. I really like it. Like, like the, his the interview is really good. I know. Mm-hmm. He, he talks about, like, someone asked him about the pressure of being the head coach of the Lakers, and he's like, I grew up in wherever Michigan, and I got accidentally shot in the face when I was growing up. Like, I'm not scared of anything. I was like, this is what this Lakers team is. This a badass. Got shot in the face. Yeah. And then I think they also they also hired Rasheed Wallace, if I'm not mistaken, on the Lakers yeah, staff. So, yeah, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be turning into a mean Lakers squad next year. To, like, bring some toughness instead of all these this, this whining and complaining. Um, exactly I kind of like that. They're going to run it back with Russell Westbrook. That's what the oh, Celtics God. did. Yeah, they brought yeah. somewhat. Doka's a genius, though. Didn't get all that toughness. Should have been uh, coach of the year. Regular season award age. Regular season award. 
Homie, they were in the number two seed, started at the 11 seed. What? Yeah, but, I know, but, but the but second like, part of that statement. Usually, usually they just usually it's just given to like the team that has the best record in the regular season. Like that's also, usually how it goes. Also, I feel like people like didn't like the fact that the Celtics started off so bad. Yes, because what that. What their whole that's their whole gig, bro. Like that's their whole like. Yeah, but the award is based on the entire season. That's true. And and the Suns did have an outstanding regular season. Even though they suck in the playoffs. I don't know. Who do you think it should have been then? It's a weird award. I thought it should have been the Memphis coach. I, I would have liked that a lot, honestly. He's very... Taylor Jenkins I would have been too mad if they had given it to the Memphis coach. Yeah. Don't so call him do Memphis. That it's, it's, to do what he did without the star player. is like it's, that it's job. Taylor Jenkins, by the way. Don't just say the Memphis coach. Taylor Jenkins. They're a huge market team. I should have known his name. If you're gonna, hey, if you're gonna give the coach some credit, like some credit for something, at least don't. I, I gave him his respect. I know, but you gotta know his name if you're gonna give him respect. Dog. Ugly name. Okay. Uh, do we have any other notes on uh, on the upcoming off season or this or the, the NBA as of right now? I hope the teams that I don't, I hope teams don't change too much. I like change what? Word. I don't. I hope they don't change too much. Yeah, I, I think I don't think this will be a huge off season in terms of player movement. Just I, I like the NBA where it is right now. Yeah, I, I think I think just players coming back from injury next year is going to change the landscape so much. I mean, yeah, we got Kawhi coming back next year, who easily could reinsert himself into the top five of the NBA. And Paul George looked really good when he came back at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, that Clippers team is just, tank, like yeah. if they figure it out, they'll be. No, number one contenders, and then think, like if the Lakers could figure it out somehow, I think I think the Clippers front office might have had the best season in terms of making moves because getting Powell and Covington, that roster is so deep and so perfectly constructed to be a title contender next year. You've two superstar wings in Leonard and George, and then you you bring in Covington and Powell. You have Reggie Jackson, who's been solid point guard. Batum on the wing, the star of that team. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, like, like you have those guys plus Batum, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Zubak. Like the list goes on and on. That's a dirty team next year. I might pick them to win it next year. To be honest. Yeah, I might too. Honestly. <laughs> nice little early 2023 finals prediction. Bold yeah. prediction. Clippers beat the um, the Brooklyn Nets. The 2023 NBA Finals. <laughs> You're whack if you think that team's making the playoffs. <laughs> the playoffs? No, 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 not the playoffs. Uh, making to the finals. You watch Ben Simmons is going to come back and be the best center in the league. <laughs> that team has two of their best players who don't even play. Yeah, that's, but wait till they do play. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, Kyrie on that, meant to bum. Don't even go to work. <laughs> on that note, um, we'll come back to you hopefully after either, either after a couple games of of the finals here or the or the conclusion of the series. Hopefully, and, right uh, before Game Seven. That's what I need in my life. Hopefully, right after Game Six when the Celtics win. <laughs> I disagree. Because if not, if not, we might not have more podcasts after this. After we this all want a Game over. Seven. No. <laughs> we all want it in our hearts. Somewhere. I don't need the stress. 
You need this strategy. You're saying that now, AJ, but once if the Warriors can just win at home <laughs> next game, we're all going to be like, we want a game seven, we want a game seven. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening in, and uh, we'll see you in a couple games.